sorry we've been away for a few weeks, but hey, it's a bit crazy out there, isn't it? Welcome back to It's Not A Man's World podcast. This podcast is all about exploring how men deal with relationships in the modern world. A world a little worrying and a little concerning for people right now, but we're here to hopefully entertain. And it's a job done if we can make someone laugh out there right now. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements on the Lothamometer. I'm Dan and I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences along the way. I'm joined again by my old university flatmate, Tom, thanks to good old technology. I've known him for over 10 years and he's currently facing the challenge. It hasn't changed with the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single, so single that it seems that Tom has been practising social distancing for years. I am fully prepared, mate. This is, this is what my life's been waiting for. 32 oh. years of social distancing. Mate, I hope you're well. Most importantly, how how are you and the family? All staying safe? How are you getting on with this uh, with these rather unprecedented circumstances we're in right now? Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? I mean, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, social distancing. I'm used to being at home, but not like this, being stuck at home. I think I've been uh, at home now for I think 12 days. I did I did take a sneaky trip to to the park at one stage but um actually no tell a lie i tried to get into the park but there were so many people i thought this is ridiculous and i turned straight back home that's how bad it was out there but um other than get that past yeah. all the uh the people that are enjoying their picnic and their uh meal deals how ridiculous is that by the way oh, the government, government government say yeah stay indoors for your own health and safety yeah yeah let's go and have a picnic then shall we jesus christ we're having to say that we're recording this the evening of Thursday, the 26th of March. And I know both of us just before we recorded this, this podcast went out and uh, took part in the, the clap for the NHS. Everybody across the country, eight o'clock. Uh, I don't know what it was like with you, mate, but just the most emo- actually quite emotional seeing just the the vast amount of people that were going outside their front doors onto their balconies somewhere maybe in London for example and just for a 60 seconds couple of minutes showing their appreciation for what our medical our medical service the NHS are doing for us right now absolutely mate oh, it, was, it was brilliant I mean one of the first things I've got to say is I've, I've lived here now for 10 years and it's the first time I've seen some of my neighbours so uh, that's quite something but um, oh, it was a brilliant sight actually we, we got started early here it was like two minutes to eight and I could already hear the clapping and yelling outside so we all rushed out and decided to join in. Yeah, so really what have nice. you been doing to, to entertain yourself mate how have you been how have you been filling your time I'd like to think that you've been working those dating apps those fingers um, have been yeah. swiping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you if you consider football manager and the way you swipe players into tactics swiping, then yeah, I've been definitely doing that. But um, yeah, I've, I've had a little time on dating apps. So honestly, haven't done as much as I should have in the uh, in the circumstance because it's the perfect time to do it. But uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. Um, I've I've actually been working quite a lot because fortunately in my role I can do a lot remotely um so i've been busy but um i know for the likes of yourself dan and other people it's been a bit different out there so i I can i consider myself quite fortunate at the moment with the way with the way things are going i I feel like i should be doing a lot more around the the flat than i am currently i should be learning new (laughs) hobbies or something but um actually i'm just watching a, a lot of tv uh got got disney plus just watching a lot of lot of films like 
the Mighty Ducks trilogy. It's it's incredible, mate. It really is. Oh, it would be good actually to hear from from you, the listeners, wouldn't it? The strange things that you're doing to fill your time, maybe what new hobbies you're trying to perfect during these these difficult and uncertain times. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to try and co- continue to do these podcasts. Uh, if the technology makes makes it uh, possible, you can get in touch by either emailing it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or dropping us a tweet at not a man's podcast. Our focus, of course, on this podcast, Tom, though, it remains about giving our opinions on modern day dating issues and topics. So the question is, how does someone still work on their game? You should be working in your game, but it sounds like you're spending too much time on Football Manager. How do you continue? Yeah, a, a different game, a more pointless and redundant game. Futile. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, futile. Exactly. Um, how do you continue to date while you're supposed to be social distancing? You're supposed to be staying in complete isolation. Of course, you've got to put your health and those closest to you first, and rightly so. But Tom, it, it hurts the game, doesn't it? It hurts those that are keen to get out there to mingle. Well, exactly. Those who are single and ready to mingle are obviously desperate to get out there. Um, what I would say is if you're not in the same house as your partner, for the love of God, don't go out there and start shagging. That's very dangerous and that's going to cause a lot of issues along the line. Um, but, yeah, it's got to be a real challenge for people who actually graft on uh, dating apps because, uh, I mean, that's something I don't do at the moment, but it's got to be difficult at the moment. But then maybe all that built up tension will, will actually be a wonderful release when it's done mate you never know i don't know about i don't i don't like the way that you mentioned wonderful release there um i'm con- i'm concerned that when we all are able to leave our places in seven weeks or, or however long it's going to be there's going to be wonderful releases all over the place did you have you seen what a lot of people say and they reckon there'll be a lot of uh, a baby boom in about nine months time oh no doubt no doubt at all um well, i suppose all the technology the apps and everything is available i read somewhere mate that you know there's a warning to boys the art of chivalry may have to return the idea of having to talk to a girl for a few weeks through <laughs> messaging and maybe a bit of fa- building up to a bit of facetime there's all the apps there's like house party app this new app that means you can get like multiple uh people involved in a conversation there's ones that you can get up to like 20 30 people in com all the technologies there they are chivalry starting with the messaging getting to know each other maybe sending a letter with a carrier pigeon getting that out there as well a bit of bit of that, that old romantic return uh building up to potentially um sending nudes wow well imagine sending them by carrier pigeon <laughs> You'd need a full scroll for me, mate, I tell you. <laughs> Look, don't get started on that again, but I because I, 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 kind of, I haven't seen it as, as we've spoke about on this podcast previously. has completely wiped that from your mind. Thank Christ for that. But I know that you uh, don't need to use that much lead in a pencil to, to uh, jot out what you've got available to you. There was, a, there was a Dudley stationery factory about a mile from where I live, and it closed down about five years ago. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> um, would you say swipe right more often? Is that a worthwhile risk? Yeah. These times where people are, are having to fill time, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. What's the, I mean, what, what is literally the worst that's going to happen from your screen at this moment in time? We're all trapped inside. You might as well try and have a bit of fun with a random stranger online, obviously, not in person. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can discuss with your with your friends and family after a while, or even if you're in an unhappy relationship and you're stuck in with someone for the next few months, maybe maybe these uh these dating apps are a way out. <laughs> I can't believe what you've just condoned there. <laughs> well, so, I know look, they are living in the same 40 yeah. square yard flat as I am, but if I'm hugely unhappy, I'm just going to start flirting with other people while they're present. Look, Dan, I think quite frankly, all uh, rules of society are out of the window at the moment. <laughs> We're all trapped inside. You might as well just do whatever the hell you want. You can find in your own castle. Go and have a bit of fun, I say. Oh, dearie me. I read somewhere that um, there's a journalist. Um, I, I sent you this story as well. Journalists for the BBC has revealed that she was forced into self-isolation with a with a hinge date, somebody that she met on hinge. No, the issue really. was that they'd only met seven days before. They'd only <gasps> known each other for seven days and they were forced into self-isolation after they both felt unwell at the same time, potentially something they picked up on said date. She sent out some tweets saying that um, I'm in isolation with a man I met on Hinge last Thursday. And she's gone on to keep a record of how they are, uh, how they're entertaining themselves and how they're getting to know each other. And, and uh, talk about hitting the uh, hitting the gas, hitting the acceleration on a relationship. <laughs> I'd like to think these two will work out after going through this. It's, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like love is blind. You know, where they obviously they, they meet and then they go away to on the uh, romantic trip for the for the week it sounds like that but just real life yeah without the cocktails and without the uh you know what you know what i reckon happened they they both had a date they had a great night they obviously got up to some fantastic rumpy pumpy and then they've decided you know what let's take advantage of this coronavirus i don't want to go to work you don't want to go to work let's have a bit of fun together oh good (laughs) oh we're not feeling too well and they've gone straight into quarantine for a, a blissful week of uh whatever the hell they'll get up to quite frankly you are a cynic tom taylor you are <laughs> a cynic if you believe a very, that's a very sexy cynic though <laughs> yeah stage. yeah yeah you're a romantic you're an old romantic aren't you i am i am and uh a very deep romantic at heart Dan. when do i just need to get out of this door to show people <laughs> <laughs> you need to be let out um Actually, the girlfriend who we'll hear from in a little bit on the um, on this podcast uh, was talking to some of her friends earlier on. And uh, as you do, you drop you drop in to hear the gossip, don't you? And when a couple of girls are chatting, catching up after not speaking. So you you hover because you you're looking to pick up little bits of uh, gossip here. (laughs) And one of the girls is it met a really nice guy um, just before the lockdown began. And now she's trying to negotiate how they try and progress things and keep things interesting keep things moving there's obviously certainly heard from her that there's certainly feelings and she's optimistic that there could be something down the line but they've not only met each other once um and now it's chat conversations and how do, it's difficult isn't it because even yeah, if yeah. there's there's feelings there and there's a there's that real great feeling you have when you meet someone new and you're optimistic about it there's that difficult thing of just trying to trying to keep trying to keep it moving and make sure that you don't that conversation because if the conversation dries up sometimes in my opinion it's very hard to come back from that well you, you could you could see this situation as a blessing in disguise because if you can't you know meet up and do all the physical sort of stuff you do have to develop that bond and relationship with someone where you know 
you, you think about, hmm, do I want to spend a bit more time with this person when, uh, when we get out of this? So, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to think positively about it, it might be a good thing just to see how the chat goes. Because, you know, if you're going to be not seeing each other for two, three months, it's it's going to be a challenge to keep that going thereafter if you if the conversation's just gone drier than uh, than my sex life at the moment. Gandhi's flip, drier than Gandhi's flip flop. Um, I think that uh, it's it's down to that word chivalry again. It's how the how our grandparents or their parents would would it would be like that it would go over a period of time and yeah, you'd have yeah. to saying courting, courting, good, absolutely good that's the courting. word. And I think that that may treat some people well i mean you can't exactly go and ask for some nudes after after a few nights can you of just uh, messaging back and forth in this world mate you can, you can <laughs> seems like you can ask for pretty much what you want if you've got the uh, for it anyway uh, we want to hear from you as always get in touch by either emailing it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or dropping us a tweet at not a man's podcast tell us how you're filling the time keeping yourself sane are you trying to continue dating are you trying to put yourself out there even during these rather testing times? Anyway, let's hear from the other contributor now on this podcast. We've been stuck in our flat for about two weeks now uh, on top of each other and not in a good way. <laughs> let's find out from the horse's mouth herself how she's been tackling social distancing. The only person allowed anywhere near her right now is me and uh I'm not sure if that's uh, if that's uh, treating her too well. Anyway, here she is. This is the girlfriend. So self-isolation has been a ride, a whirlwind of a ride, I'd say. It started all right, you know, the first couple of days, because you think, oh, you know, it won't last long. A weekend, I really struggled. Not because I was just with Dan or anything like that, nothing, nothing about Dan, but it's bloody hard to not go anywhere, just stay indoors with one person. We didn't argue or anything like that, but we had a few snappy moments and we had to compromise on a few things, I'd say. So I'm working from home and that sort of takes up most of my day, um, which is good because otherwise I drive me insane to sit here not doing anything. But I think he thought I was on the phone too much, having a gossip. So I think Dan only thinks I gossip in work, which is partially true. So I think you've got to learn to compromise in that sense and be positive for each other as well. So I've kept myself busy in this time, watching a lot of TV. So we started a new series on Netflix. We're both enjoying a comedy, Shit's Creek. Watch it, it's amazing. Um, and that's quite good. Don't watch anything depressing this time. Like you see on Netflix, the top rated things are like, well, the top watch things are pandemic and contagion. Don't watch those things right now, people, please. Watch a comedy, light-hearted. Um, we've been eating a lot as well, actually. We've had some nice dinners. But I've probably farted more in the past two weeks of our relationship than I ever have in three years. Because our diet is bread, bread, and more bread. All the carbs. I wouldn't necessarily say it's made me appreciate Dan more. It's made me realise a lot of things. Like, I keep calling him slow. He's not slow, but I realise his attention span is shit. He he will sit there and you'll be talking to him. And you've got to probably get his attention a few times before he realises you're actually talking to him. Bear in mind, there's no one else in the flat I could be talking to. But he just 
he's quite slow at knowing you're talking to him. But, yeah, you know, it makes you realise that you are very strong as a couple because if you weren't doing this for, what, we've been doing it almost two weeks now, you'd really struggle. And I think if you look at China, I think the divorce rates have gone up. People here will definitely break up, I think. But also it's the whole, um, if you're not living with your partner, you either live together in one of your houses or you just don't see each other. So I think a lot of couples will be forced to live together probably sooner than they would have. And under these circumstances, it might be a massive struggle and maybe a mistake. Yeah. So I do think people might break up or it could make them stronger. Like we can't generalize. But for me and Dan, you know, I say it's made us stronger. But if we're here till fucking December, then I might have a different answer. I'm interested by the fact uh, the girlfriend's broken more wind in front of you in the last two weeks than she has done in how many years? You know her now? Yeah, three years. Three years, mate. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I put that down to our excellent cooking. That's what it is. We're enjoying some, some good, good, was, good, gr- good grub during this shutdown. <laughs> I was going to ask, actually, how the uh, gin supply is getting on. Sounds a bit throaty there. Yeah, we're, we're doing OK. We're doing OK. We should we should be able to get her through. We should be able to get her get her through. If we're on lockdown so. into late 2020, though, I might have to get the army in or something to uh, sort us out. <laughs> What do you think about what she said there, Tom, about potentially some relationships going going sour during this this um this yeah, uncertain period? People being put together, e- even those that are pretty well established relationships. Yeah, I think I think that's going to happen, mate. To be honest, I mean, if so a lot of relationships are probably built on foundations of sand in many ways, where there's either a, a physical connection or a work based connection or whatever. So when you're stuck together for a couple of months when it's literally just you and them, I think you are going to get some breakdown of relationships. And, you know, I guess with, with couples and the way they work, you know, people's little foibles start to get into each, the other person and they get really annoyed and then that can flare up into something really unnecessary. So yeah, I, I could definitely see a lot of breakups along with a lot of babies in nine months time as well there's this kind of thing of um how often and it's i think how relationships work to a positive is that a lot of people have their own lives they're in a relationship they're very happy in that relationship but then they go off and have their own social groups uh their own life that involves work and people that they meet and friends they maybe don't know through the girlfriend and then they come together i think when you take that a lot of that away and you're, you're you're putting two people together There'll be relationships out there and people have been together for years and years, but haven't actually spent a significant amount of time together by themselves over a what you'd regard as longer period. And I think a lot of people might uh, might get into end up getting into arguments over that. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. I think I think there probably are a lot of couples out there that are together, probably even they, even if they don't admit it. Deep down, they're probably together for convenience because they both sort of match well with each other's lives in terms of um, going out, being busy, working, whatever. But then when you've actually got to spend that time together, it's a bit awkward and difficult. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. I think there are going to be quite a few breakups in two, three months time. Right. Time for some dear dumbass. Even during these unprecedented times, people need help. You, You can always count on them, Tom, can't you? Yes, you can count on dumbasses like me, mate, to be there with their 
god awful situations to ask for advice. You can count on some incredibly funny love dilemmas. Um, and during Dear Dumbass, myself and Tom, we give our own advice. I found a, I found a good one, mate. Do you want to listen? To, do you want to hear about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. It starts. I found Viagra in my partner's pocket, and I'm furious. He never told me he's using it. I'm a gay man of 42. My partner is 30. Although there's an age gap, we've always got along really well. We went out together for fun initially when we started having feelings for one another. We are both considerate lovers. (laughs) Yeah, get that one explained to me. What do they do? Shake hands and then (laughs) get off with it. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? Would you regard yourself as a selfish lover? No, I'd regard myself as actually a rather considerate one. Um, <laughs> what, what do they do? Do they both like, um, you know, poke out their bums and then go after you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you first. No, you first. <laughs> no, honestly, I insist. <laughs> Nothing would ever get done, would it? Um, <laughs> we both make a good sex life our priority. I was taking our suits to the dry cleaners before a friend's wedding. I found Viagra in my partner's pocket. I asked him about it and we had one almighty row. We both said things we didn't mean. He said the sex feels better and lasts longer when he takes Viagra. But I'd like to have known we haven't had sex since. If he isn't truthful about this, what else is he hiding from me? Take a swing at that one, Tom. Well, he'll have to have some Viagra first to take a swing. Uh I, I mean, first of all, you've got to realise the age gap there. I mean, the, I'm, I'm guessing the guy that's taken the Viagra is in his 40s. So I'm guessing it's not the guy in his 30s. No, it's the, it's the younger partner. It's oh, the partner's Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. Well, then, yeah, that's a bit questionable. I can understand. Probably the older guy is slightly more insecure, the fact that he's, he's dated a younger guy. And, you know, he might he might wander off somewhere if he's not, you know, interested and without the help of Viagra. Um I don't think the considerate lover thing is a is a great uh, match to you, mate. Because surely you've got to have a bit of passion there. You can't just be all handshakes and kisses afterwards. It's a bit of a jump from the person that's uh, sent this in to suggest that oh, because he's taking Viagra, he might be hiding other things. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a bit of a wild jump into conclusions there. I, I think that the uh, I think someone's looking for a fight. I, I think it's something. like <laughs> Not, not like they've sent uh, like they come from considerate to a vicious lover. Like all of a sudden they've got a belt out and they're starting to slap slap things about. But <laughs> but I think that, that this person's looking, I think, looking for issues. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, it does sound a little bit worrying the fact that it, they're clearly obviously looking for a bit of drama or a bit of passion, and it sounds like a relationship that doesn't perhaps have that as a working sort of foundation. So, yeah, I think uh, potentially the uh, the older chap might be better going finding someone different. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But if you're arguing over a little blue tablet, then I think you're in trouble. I think. Look at me this week, Wendell. Uh, I'm breaking up couples. I'm uh, I'm frustrated in a box room. It's uh, it's all kicking up. Uh, anyway, I think I, I hope this works okay, mate. And and what we've said is that we're going to do all we can to keep doing these as long as the technology allows us to. We will yeah. be back next Friday on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And Tom, of course, we want to carry on hearing from people, don't we? 
Yes, absolutely. Please get in touch. I mean, now is the perfect time when you're stuck at home, bored, even if you're in work or not working at the moment, just drop us a line. Tell us about some of your funny stories. You must be doing something slightly kinky, slightly outrageous, all in the space and comfort of your own home. I thought I thought I was just hoping that we get people sending in. I've started. Uh, I've learned how to knit. Do you want to hear about people spending <laughs> sex lives for free? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not a knitting podcast, we're. Come on. No, no but I, I thought we could hear about people's hobbies, and all of a sudden you want to hear about the new sexual positions that people are trying out. I, I tell you what, this 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 isolation's completely spun us. There's you last wanted wanted to see cock shots and my shaft to now wanting to see knitting and then there's me who's quite happily living the the quiet non-merging life in the real world and suddenly I've come inside and I'm a, a horny monster <laughs> and that's a good way to finish I'm a horny monster <laughs> thanks for listening again give us a five star rating if you want we're delighted that people have been sharing the podcast with others we really do appreciate it next week we're going to yeah. get back on course we're going to talk about some naughty times so Tom will be Tom will be all over this one <laughs> I will mate we're going to talk a little bit about sex oh actually no Tom won't be all over it oh 